This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. Their sleazeballs abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back, gang, to the Jay and Silent Rob show. Coming at you live, 23rd of December, Christmas right around the corner. Mr. Jay Swaw, anything special on the Christmas list you want to let the uh, listeners know about? Um, Not really. Uh, I think it's just a gift that we get to uh, just do the, the next play mentality and, and focus on uh, 2021. And, um, you know, say, say goodbye to this year. Mm-hmm. And, I like that. Uh, you're almost 30 now. You, you shouldn't have a Christmas list. So I'm really glad to hear that was your answer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Christmas lists, obviously, that's more of a once you get into your 40s type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you should bust those out. But yeah, no, I, I am. I'm hashtag blessed. I mean, I have a podcast and a website. So what else? What else does a man need? What else Damn. does a man need? How about yourself? Oh, I have an extensive Christmas list, and I ain't <laughs> so. Uh, but it's it's fully confidential. Um, it is not online. You won't be finding it. No one will be shaving me. Fans, fans only, right? That's the only one who gets that. That's right. Fansonly.com for my Christmas list. I'm just I'm just excited we can do the show. Um, you had a close contact. You went to a, a strip club, and we almost had to suspend the game uh, or the podcast tonight because. Uh, Rob went to the strip clubs uh, without a mask. Uh, obviously, wow. yeah. L- luckily, luckily, you, you tested uh, not not positive. Obviously, that's a that's a play on words here, as as that is a common theme here in in the sports world. Uh, did you see uh, our boy James Harden can't get get himself a, a canceled game tonight because he went to the strip club? No, I didn't. I didn't know what you were referencing there. If you're just blowing me up for. <laughs> or having been to a strip club in the past or where you're going with that. But no, that, that's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So the Rockets uh, Thunder game tonight was canceled after uh, James Harden went to a strip club and um, there was concerns about that. Also Dwayne Haskins for the Washington football club, their, uh, their quarterback, he was seen at a strip club hours after a loss. Got to celebrate after a loss. And, and he was major flack. So just a, just a topical joke. Obviously you're on top of it as all things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, in real talk, you, we had a fancy basketball draft. You took Anthony Davis, number one overall. Why did you do that? What's, what's your thesis behind that? Yeah. Um, you put me in the weird spot where you were drafting last overall and I was drafting first which I, I know is some sort of mind game that you're going to just try to punish me with some lopsided trade in the future. No, um, AD overall, I just like balancing categories. Um, I like rebounds. I like blocks. Uh, I like field goal percentage um, of the top. Like really my, my the only ones I was really thinking about for the top were Harden, AD, and actually Luca. Uh, and I just felt like Luca was too, too high variance. Um, AD, I felt like had the highest floor, I would say. Mm. Uh, I don't even can't statistically back that up. Uh, that's that's my feeling. That's my sentiment. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I, I don't pretend to be a, a fantasy basketball expert, um, but everything I looked at, it was it was like Giannis, maybe Harden, maybe Luca were the top three. So when I saw Anthony Davis, 
Um, I was I was shocked by that. Shocked, uh, but then but then I, I wasn't shocked because you're you are a moron. So I was like, okay, it is Rob. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, every article I looked at, and th- no rankings had Anthony Davis uh, first. But hey, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, I think you just had to go with your hometown guy, mm-hmm. um, and, and your and your Lake Show. But uh, you asked me who I would have picked. I I probably would have picked Luca just because he's the youngest. So I feel like he has um, the potential for the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, futures. It's Luca, right? Right. And I think that's a most valuable player, which I think is good for stats. Mm-hmm, um, right. But I, I could be wrong there. Um, but yeah, I, I would have gone most likely Luca than, than Giannis. Harden, I would not have gone with because mm-hmm. I can't believe he went too. Now we were drafting. So it was myself, my friend Spencer and Brendan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we were having a little draft party. And I can't believe he took Spencer knows what he's doing too. And he, and he picked Harden. I was very, very shocked by that. Uh, Brendan got Giannis and immediately uh, toyed with our, our buddy from Wisconsin, who, who was very upset he could not get, get Giannis. But yes, let's move on to to why everyone is here. Um, excellent thesis defense. You are, you are now a doctor at uh, fantasy basketball. Um, we will move on to the NFL games of the week. Anything before we get started, Doctor Rob? Let's hit it. All right. So on Friday we have um, the birthday of Jesus Christ, but also we have football, which is Minnesota at New Orleans. Um, Kind of an interesting game here. Uh, Two teams uh, coming off disappointing losses. Um, The Saints are pretty much, they're they're in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs and they're most likely going to win their division. Uh, But it's a matter of they're going to be the second seed or the third seed. They could potentially be the one seed, but it's unlikely after the loss against the Chiefs the past week. Right now, they're six and a half point uh, favorites at home. They open about eight and a half, seven, uh, with some immediate bet down uh, to seven to now six and a half, as we mentioned. Uh, Drew Brees looked really bad uh, coming back in his first start since injury. Uh, the Chiefs were up multiple touchdowns in the game. Uh, in Chiefs fashion, they somehow blew their lead and allowed the Saints to come back to. Uh, cover, or actually it was a push, plus three. Uh, the Chiefs won by three, even though they pretty much dominated the game. But we've talked about the Chiefs at nauseum with that. Uh, the Vikings had a home game. They were hosting the Bears and lost that game, pretty much eliminated themselves from playoff contention. So it's kind of, you know, you could see either team coming out flat. Um, kind of a really interesting game to try to bet here. It's a Christmas Day game, standalone game. Uh, I, I have no angle in terms of how I want to bet this. Um, it, it is in a dome. Minnesota has a pretty good offense and, and a pretty bad defense. Um, I, I Nothing really correlates. So, for example, the Vikings are kind of an over team to bet on, whereas the Saints, given their troubles at quarterback, are an under team. There's really nothing to to look at here. Spread, or excuse me, the total was 53, got bet down to 51. Um, gun to my head, I would say bet the under, but I, I – don't want to bet an under in a dome in our year uh, in the year of 2020. Um, any thoughts, any comments about Jesus Christ or Christmas before we move on to Saturday's games? Nope. All right. Moving on to Saturday. <laughs> uh, we have three games. Uh, the first being Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady traveling to his alma mater right outside of Ann Arbor, beautiful Detroit uh, to play the Lions 
Uh, they are a nine and a half point favorite uh, on the road, 54 point sp- uh, total in this game. The Lions may have Matt Stafford. They might have Chase Daniel. Um, Lions eliminated from the playoffs. Tampa Bay essentially entrenched in the five seed. They do need to win to, to keep their, their uh, five seed. They're, they're most likely going to be a wild card team. Uh, a, a really tough game for me to bet. Uh, if I had to, I guess I would take the over. Uh, the 54 points, uh, Tampa Bay's defense is, is okay. Uh, their offense is, is pretty good, but Detroit's defense is horrible. Um, and, and it's really just hard to see the motivation behind uh, this game. So I, I really hate betting these games when, when you have one team where th- their range of outcomes in terms of how they could come out is just so spread. Um, if, that being said, if you see something live, and this kind of goes for most of the games here that fall under that category, if you see something live, um, I, I think it's actionable, uh, but what that is could be so many different routes. It's not even worth exploring pregame. It's just if your if your eyes really take you somewhere during the game, um, I, I would not ever think it. And, and uh, you know, if you come out and see Detroit just doesn't give a fuck at all, uh, go ahead and, and bet Tampa Bay. Conversely, um, if, if you see Tampa Bay kind of sleepwalking, maybe you take the Lions. Um, but but really, just kind of. That, that's an if-then scenario, not a we're expecting that scenario either way. Uh, moving to the, the uh, matinee, if you will, the Niners pl- at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Niners pretty much called it a season, um, whereas the Cardinals need this game to secure a playoff berth um, with the, the Vikings, uh, excuse me, with the Bears potentially catching them. So the Cardinals need this game. The Niners are pretty much – they just shut down their backup quarterback. They're on their third stringer. Um, they're not even practicing for a couple of days. They're sending their, their guys home. They're mathematically eliminated. Essentially the Niners are. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if they show up for this game. Um, that being said, maybe they just kind of have the mindset of just being uh, quote unquote Grinches and, and just kind of taking it to a division rival. I've been underwhelmed on, on the Cardinals for most of the year. Uh, I had the Eagles last week. Eagles were a, a, uh, had a first and goal at the end of the game to tie it. They weren't able to convert. Um, they didn't even actually cover. Uh, but but yeah, this is another game I don't really want to get entrenched in pregame. If I was forced to, I would take the Cardinals because it's under a touchdown. It's at five right now with the spread or with a total of forty eight and a half. Um, but you can see the Niners if they came out nothing to lose, just trying to troll their division rivals. Or on the other end, you can see the Cardinals obviously needing this game. Um, kind of kind of laying the wood. The the real question mark is is are the Niners going to care? If the Niners care, I think it's a good, you know, might be a good bet taking that 5. Uh but if the Niners don't care, that that's under a touchdown with the Cardinals. I think that could be a good bet. Um and then the nightcap is the Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh Las Vegas Raiders are pretty much mathematically eliminated uh after losing last week against the Chargers. Uh, the Dolphins need this game, need this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Dolphins control their destiny. So if they win this game and they win next week against Buffalo, and Buffalo very well might be resting their their starters next week. Uh, so it's very viable. So the Dolphins do need this game. It opened at two. It's up to three now. Uh, Raiders not sure if it's going to be Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. Uh, as Derek Carr got hurt last game, Mariota looked pretty good in his uh, in his uh, substitution for car after his injury. Uh, but yeah, not, not too much from betting angles there. Uh, that's kind of what happens late, late regular season. You very rarely get two teams who need to win a game. 
we do have a couple later that we'll talk about, but but a lot of these games are kind of it's really hard to predict motivations. Uh, and and if you want to flip coins, go ahead, you can do that. But uh, I do not recommend it. Anything from that Saturday slate stick out to you, Rob? What's up with that fiber, dude? Five, five. We know we know five is not a not a line that usually ends up, but it looks like literally every every um, whatever you call it exchange book that is mm-hmm. listed on our little tool has Cardinals five. It's not five and a half. It's not four and a half. Straight up fiber. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Five is not a key number, um, and and I, I doubt this game will close five. I think this game, if I had to pick, will probably close towards the Cardinals being maybe a six, six and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe late money is coming on the the Forty Niners the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. That was back when they were still in somewhat contention. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked to see it four, if it probably four and a half, maybe four. Uh, but you're right. Five is is kind of a meaningless number, so it'll it'll move one way or another. Um, I, I would be shocked if it, if it landed, uh, you know, on kickoff. It was five. If I had to pick a number, I'd probably say six, maybe even six and a half. That discloses that. Um, but yeah, that was a good observation by you. Five five is a is a uh, pretty much meaningless number in, in uh, North American football. Uh, if you're up for it, let's go ahead and hit the Sunday games. Let's do it. All right. So Sunday night football, we have uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is the nationally televised game with your boy Chris Collinsworth. Uh, interesting game because this is important for both teams. Uh, right now we have about a three-point favorite with the Packers. I think this is a little low, um, but I really like the in-game spot here. So the total is 56, even though this game is outdoors in beautiful uh, Green Bay in late December. Um, so that should really tell you a lot. This should be an out- offensive output of a game, an explosive type environment. Um, two different type of teams, though. So the Packers are very pass ha- happy, whereas the Titans they can pass the ball if they like, but they're more uh, geared around Derrick Henry in that running game. Uh, the way I would prefer to bet this game is instead of taking a position in game, uh, unless the Packers got underneath three points. If it became Packers minus two and a half, I would be forced to bet on the Packers. Uh, but what I would rather do is if you see the Packers go up in the game, I would take the over because um, the Titans are good at running the ball and the Packers suck at defending the run. And if the Titans are able to run the ball, it's going to eat up the clock uh, and, and lead to a lower scoring game. Whereas if the Packers are ahead, the Titans are less likely to be running the ball down the Packers' throats as it eats up the clock. So they want to preserve the clock throwing the ball um, and the, the Packers will, they throw the ball in pretty much any game script. Of course, they're going to run a little bit more if they have a bigger lead, but they still trust Aaron Rodgers and throwing that ball. So, um, I like that angle of if the, uh, the Titans, uh, fall behind to take the over. Uh, and then if the Titans go up in the game, uh, I, I would probably look at taking the Packers just because the Titans defense is just horrible. It is really, really horrible, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers don't punt the entire game. So, what that might, what happened with that? You know, you ask if they don't punt, how would they get up in the game? Um, maybe a turnover happens, a fumble, something like that, or maybe the Titans just get the ball first and, and go out down the down the uh, you know the the field and score. Um, mm-hmm. 
so so those are just some thoughts I want people to think about um, in terms of angles to bet in. Um, obviously, just because one thing happens where we are taking a little bit of a leap in, of faith, um, but I do think that provides a little bit more value. That being said, if the Packers do become a two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, I would take the Packers. Uh, they, they are clearly the better team. They are at home. This game means something to both teams. The Packers sew up the one seed in the NFC if they win. Um, the Titans are still fighting for their division, which would mean a home game, uh, and to clinch a playoff spot. If the Titans lose out, there's a scenario where they miss the playoffs. So um, this is one of the few games where both teams uh, have things at stake. Anything uh, about the Sunday night game? Anything about the angles I talked about? Anything about Chris Collinsworth you'd like to talk about? No, uh, not on Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, on this, on Titans Packers, the phrase that came to mind is path dependent. You do this a lot where you're kind of talking about like playing out different game scripts and saying, if this, then that. But a lot of these outcomes seem highly path dependent, right? It matters a lot who scores first. It matters a lot um, what happens early. Uh, so, I don't know, of the, of the NFL games we've talked about this year, you've probably made some sort of path-dependent uh, look at like, I don't know, a third, half of them, right? Um, sounds like a, it's a common angle for you uh, and, and one that kind of lets you lean on understanding game scripts and team strengths a little bit more than this, you know, pure pregame line, which is pretty hard. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just because that's where – I find the biggest edge just, I think overall it's easier, quote unquote, easier, um, not easy to beat the market live. Uh, and it's also just where my strengths lie. I think a lot of that is because of fantasy football. Um, you kind of have to, when you have two guys who are like equally projected, you have to kind of say, then you start thinking the tiebreakers are okay. What game scenarios or game scripts are more likely to play out. Right. So it's like, if I have a receiving back, um, you know, and his team is, is likely to be playing from behind and he's tied with a guy who's more of a, uh, a, be- uh, um, a f- early downs back, which means, uh, kind of if the, the early downs back, if it, they only get carries, um, you know, first, second down, not the third down, third down is a passing down. So he would be removed from the game. So if you're a third down back, uh, you're more likely to play in a, in a game scenario where you're from behind. Uh, because you're more likely to throw the ball. Um, the, the term is, is a third down back because uh, you're more likely to throw the ball, but it's not just third down when you're trailing. A lot of times teams will just put their third down back out when they're trailing because they're more likely to call a pass because they need to play catch up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think path dependency is is a good thing because first of all, it'll, it prevents us from making a lot of bets, right? So uh, it, it only happens if it's a if then scenario pops up, right? So, um, so what it does is it makes us be more selective, which which should be increasing our ROI because um, you know there's so many times when we're not even making this bet because let's say oh we want the the Packers to to fall behind early so we can bet them, but it, maybe that never happens, right? Um, what's interesting about this is it's like two two different paths. So I think if the Packers go up early. I think it's good to take the over because that means the Titans are more likely to, to pass the ball. Um, or conversely, if the Titans go up early, I think it'd be nice to take the Packers um, because the Titans defense can't stop uh, the Packers offense, which has pretty much been the best, if not the best, the second best offense in football this year. 
Um, and, and it really does come down to, especially later in the year, we're finally getting enough sample size where we can take, um, you know, we can draw some conclusions. I mean, you only get 16 games in a regular season and, and you know, that's still not a lot of data, but it's certainly a lot more than we were dealing with in October and November. Um, so that's kind of where we try to make our hay, if you will, uh, if that answers that question or makes any sense. Yep. Okay. Very good. I, I like that point. Um, because, uh, I do think that that is just where my, my angle is. Now there's other people that bet different ways, but, um, as I've mentioned before, my, my biggest returns are on futures and on live betting. Um, continuing with the four o'clock games on Sunday, we have, uh, two, I want to mention, uh, the most popular game of the week in terms of viewing in the afternoon is going to be the Rams at the Seahawks. This is pretty much a uh, championship game for the NFC West crown. Both teams need them. Uh, right now we have uh, pretty much a pick em or Seahawks are, are favored by one point here. Uh, Rams just lost to the Jets, uh, which is kind of unbelievable. They were a 17 or excuse me, they were, yes, they were a 17 and a half point favorite. Some places, 17 points, others, the biggest favorite of the year to lose uh, against the Jets. Uh, but I, I do think that if I was forced to bet this game, I would take the Rams. Uh, the, the Seahawks, first of all, the Rams have a better coach than the Seahawks. Uh, and the Seahawks have really had a poor offense the last couple of weeks. The Rams have really never had a great offense, quote-unquote, but they have a great defense. Uh, and the, the Rams have played the Seahawks well uh, in recent years. Uh, and I, I like to see a team off of an embarrassing spot like that, losing to the jets. Uh, I do think there's a little bit of extra edge, especially in a, in a game that means so much for both teams. Um, the Seahawks are really on a downward trend. Uh, they've really gone, they've, their offense has gone way more conservative. They're running the ball too much. They're not even running the ball that well though. Uh, and because they are passing less, that is a less efficient offense. Um, as passing in 2020 is a far more optimal way to play the game of football. Um, so if I was forced to bet this, I would probably take the Rams. Uh, if it gets to one and a half, I think it's a good teaser play to get this, the Rams plus seven and a half. Uh, I know we've talked about teasers before. Uh, I do think this is going to be a close game, a relatively low scoring game at 47 and a half. Um, but either way I would be forced. I'm, I'm not betting it. Probably the only way I will bet is if it gets to one and a half and I would tease up the Rams. Um, Anything about that game, or would you like me to do another teaser review, or you think you're you're feeling? No, I'm good. I'm good on the teasers. Um, <laughs> didn't know you were. I mean, I know you love what's his name, Sean McVay, as a coach, mm-hmm. but I didn't know mm-hmm. you were. I don't. I don't know where you would rank Pete Carroll in the hierarchy or in the tiers of NFL coaches. I would. I would put him in the 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 lower third, uh, the higher end of the lower third mm-hmm. um, of coaches. He is more of a motivator. Uh, and it's also his offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Shear. I don't forget his last name, but he, he's just opt. First half of the year, they were throwing the ball a lot, uh, but now they reverted to their conservative running the ball ways, and it's just just not acceptable. Not not acceptable at all, um, especially because they were having so much success first half of the year. Um, but yeah, Sean McVay much better. Uh, their de- defensive coordinator is also good for the Rams. Just an overall well-coached team. If they had a freaking quarterback, the Rams would actually be something, uh, you know, that that could make some damage come playoff time. But Jared Goff is just so fucking bad, so fucking bad. Um, but yeah, glad you're you're on board with the teasers. Also at the four o'clock, uh, we have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to beautiful Dallas. Um, 
Philadelphia's got a new quarterback. The best quarterback in the terrible, terrible NFC East. Do you know who that quarterback is? By yeah, chance? we heard about it. Jalen Hurts still. Yes, right. Jalen Hurts. Not still. It was his second second start last week, his third okay. start. You did tell me last week. Yes, I did. And okay. he, he was amazing last week, even though it was in a loss against Arizona. Um, but he, he performed fantastically against the Cardinals. Um, and it's, it's twofold. First of all, it's the Eagles um, were, were plagued by Carson Wentz's turnovers. So even if Hertz came in and was just average, um, it would be an upgrade. But he's clearly been above average. His running game, um, especially lack of, of film, lets the Eagles pass rushers or excuse me, uh, pass call, play callers be so creative. And uh, without the film, there's no like, uh, first of all, there's no like go-to plays because they still have such a small sample size. So they can't, it's not like, oh, we take this away. I mean, yes, they do read options, but they do variants of the read option. Um, so defenses can't really hone in on it. Uh, and they're probably adding new things each week uh, with, the, with the extra practice time and things of that nature. It's also just rejuvenated the team. Um, and uh, the, the Eagles are a more talented team. Uh, and a b- better coach team than the Cowboys. Uh, and and Eagles just have a better quarterback as well. I do like this as a bet. Anything under three right now, it's two and a half. If you saw the look ahead line, it was Cowboys minus two. Right now, it's the Eagles minus two and a half. Like I said, anything under a field goal, I do like. Uh, and that is my favorite bet of the week. Um, the Cowboys, on the other hand, they, they, they've won two in a row, but they beat the Bengals and, and they beat the uh, Niners last week, mostly because of turnovers. And like we say, turnovers are really the, um, they're very hard to predict and they are the biggest outcome to uh, victory. So they're, they're noisy uh, in terms of being predictive, but retrospectively they are uh, the kind of the most impactful thing in terms of determining winners. Um, So they've kind of been on the the favorable side of variance with that. Um, And really, I, I just don't see this Cowboys defense stopping the Eagles offense. Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys is, is pretty terrible. Uh, also the Cowboys defense as a whole is, is, is terrible. Uh, they've won two games, but that's been because they've, they faced the, the hapless Bengals and the Nick Mullins led 49ers who are pretty much just quit on the year. Um, so yeah, like the Eagles, anything under a field goal in beautiful uh, Dallas. Moving to the one o'clock games, we have uh, Atlanta at Kansas City. Um, Kansas City kind of had their tune-up for the playoffs, played really well, but once again let Atlanta kind of creep it. Or excuse me, not Atlanta, uh, let New Orleans kind of creep in for the cover, or it was the push. Um, but Kansas City was clearly the better team. I, I just kind of look at the ten and a half points in this game and say. What, what do the Chiefs really have to gain? They've sewn up the one seed. They're coming home. They're playing the Falcons, um, who, whose offense is pretty good. Uh, we've seen Kansas City let teams come from behind all the time. I just feel like even if the Chiefs go up 17 points, even three touchdowns, 21 points, the Falcons are always going to be live to, uh, to come back and, and score those meaningless touchdowns. And we've just seen the Chiefs do this over and over, and that's in games where they needed to win. They don't need to win this game. Uh, they also just suffered a couple of injuries. I could see them resting some players. Um, their number one overall pick, CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's out for the regular season, and he might be done for the entire season. It's just kind of one of those things where 
they had their tune up for the playoffs and now it's like, um, you know, how do we really stay focused for for this? I know Tyreek Hill's been, uh, their star wide receiver's been battling an injury. It wouldn't surprise me if they just benched him for the game. Um, it, it just is one of those games where it's like we talked about with motivation. It's really hard to, to see where they're coming from. And, and, you know, if we knew the chiefs were playing, um, you know, and they, they needed to win this game. Oh yeah. 10 and a half. That's a reasonable spread. And you might even bet on the chiefs, but there's really no motivation to win this game. Uh, so I'm not personally betting it. Um, the spread is I mean, the total is 53 and a half. I think if you see good weather here and I've looked at the forecast, it's not supposed to be too, too bad. Uh, in, in Missouri, um, I, I you might want to take the over. The Falcons, with, especially without Julio Jones, Julio Jones hasn't been ruled out. But the Falcons without Julio Jones, their offense has not been that great. But he was without, he wasn't there this past weekend, uh, and for three quarters they had a great offense. So if I was forced to play this game, if the weather does look good, I would probably take the the total at fifty three and a half, the over. Um, but for all the reasons I mentioned, um, probably just going to stay away from this game, uh, and then. The, the final game of the week I want to talk about is the next most popular uh, game. It's the Jim Nance game and, and Tony Romo game. It's Indianapolis at beautiful Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh lost again, three straight. They lost to Cincinnati on Monday night football as 14 and a half point favorites. Uh, this team has crumbled. This team is, is uh, at its lowest point, but I think from a betting perspective, um, it's, it's now value with Pittsburgh. Um, they are a one and a half point underdog at home against the Indianapolis Colts. The big part is, is this game is being played at, in Pittsburgh. Um, that's obviously beneficial for Pittsburgh just in general, but the Colts being a dome team with a 40 plus year old quarterback and Phillip rivers. Um, I think that's really beneficial. I think this will be the other piece I would tease. If I can get the Rams at one and a half, I would tease the Steelers up to seven and a half as well. If the Colts win this, they're going to win it by a field goal. Um, but I think this should be pretty much a pick on maybe even the Steelers favored by a point. The Colts offense is not good. Colts defense is good. Um, but offense, as we always say, is more important than defense. The Steelers offense isn't that good either. Um, but it is a little bit more apt for an out of outdoor game, uh, than compared to Phillip rivers and his, um, old, old side armness. You really got to see this guy throw a ball. If you haven't done so, Rob, uh, he is just, he is just, um, both quarterbacks really are, are falling victim to father time. I, I wouldn't uh, hate an underplay either at 44 and a half, even though it's a pretty low total uh, thoughts, feelings, anything you want to spread to the people um, about those games or anything else. No, no, not especially. Um, looks like a lot of late season kind of uh, games without a lot of meaning behind them. Harder to bet. But with caution on those, as always. Um, how about a little update on the old, your old uh, NFC East features? Yeah, so um, I did take a, a position on the Eagles last week. Uh, once it was deemed that Alex Smith was not playing uh, and Dwayne Strip Club idiot Haskins was starting, um, I knew I didn't need to. I didn't need to bet the the Washington football team against Russell Wilson. I kind of talked about that last week. Um, Seahawks went up big, then they just got ultra conservative and almost let Washington come back and win the game. Uh, They did not. Uh, But everyone in the NFC East sands the Cowboys lost. So um, the Giants lost, even though they had the Browns. They pretty much got destroyed. Uh, Eagles almost won. 
but almost doesn't help our futures. So I kind of had a free swing at it, two free swings at it, um, but both teams lost. Odds have pretty much remained unchanged. Um, I, I really like the, the Washington football team against the Panthers this week. I, I like the Panthers as an underdog here. Uh, if Alex Smith plays, I will hedge and take the Panthers. Uh, but if Dwayne Haskins is is playing, I will not hedge. And then next week, if the Eagles were to win this week, which like I said, I, I do like, um, it's the Eagles versus the Washington football club for the NFC East. Um, like I said, I already have a position on the Eagles. Uh, and I right now the look ahead line for that is four points favorites for the Eagles. That game is happening in beautiful Philadelphia. So you've got – you said you already have Eagles. We know you have Giants. Started the year, started the year with the Cowboys. So I have all three teams but the Washington football team right now. Yeah, Special. yeah. It, it's been a it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year, my friend. Um, but yeah, somehow uh, looking good to turn a profit despite having all four teams in in, uh, in the division. Um, if I don't hedge and, and Washington wins, then I, I would I would actually lose. Uh, that's pretty much the only scenario where I don't get an ROI for the year on that position. Yep. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, what we got there. Uh, I do have a futures bet on the Colts to win the division, so that is the pretty much the only other pending future I have that that still hasn't been resolved. Um, but like I said, not super confident with the Colts this week against Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, Steelers teased up, Rams teased up, Eagles, uh, and then that in-play Packers-Titans angle. I think that's four four good plays. For the NFL, that's tough. That's tough to give more than four uh, good kind of angles out. So I'm happy with what we're providing. Um, if you're not happy, uh, just unsubscribe and never talk to us again. Don't really, don't really care. Wow. Uh, anything? <laughs> What's the holiday season, Rob? It's the holiday yeah, season. Warm one. Fucking yeah, crash. yeah. Uh, any comments on your fantasy basketball team? Uh, I know you drafted last. Yeah, that was completely random, by the way. Obviously, I did not, I did not pick it. I got Trey, Trey Young, just so I could steal your team name and um, Anthony Towns. Um, yeah, I went, I went center heavy. Um, don't really. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Yahoo is offering pro leagues, but I'm not doing pro leagues this year. So, like the pro leagues I do for football. I just need a break from from checking COVID news every five seconds to see who's out. Um, but I'm excited for the future of that. I actually did read. Did you know, Rob, that these research uh, like market reports, those things are expensive to buy. I was like trying to to read a, a, a market research uh, report about fantasy sports, and I was thinking I could maybe like do like a JSTOR thing or or find a download via Reddit. Those things are like thousands of dollars to get to get those reports. What? what? What reports? Are we talking academic? No, I, no, no. I don't. Uh, J story, you're right, is is academic. But I, I guess that's because that's what I'm used to to seeing reports being. Um, but but yeah, like these market analysts, like research reports, are like thousands of dollars to try to get. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like getting uh, Prince of Nigeria or something. But um, <laughs> I gave out my social to a bunch of strangers strangers, so I think that'll be okay. No, but but all seriousness, I was looking at some of the previews and um, I think in 2019, uh, the fantasy, the global fantasy sports industry was at about $14.5 billion. You have a, a guess of what the 2027 projection is for the global fantasy. Uh, uh, let's give it 
30, 40 billion? 75, 75. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So football's number one uh, and, and supposed to be the biggest grower. Um, the There's a sport that is right now third globally that's going to be second uh, for fantasy sports. Uh, can you name it? Can you name it? Foot football. That's what I thought it was. Uh, it's cricket. It's cricket. Jesus yeah. And in one word, I'd say India. It's because of India. Right. And they're getting the internet in India. Um, but yep. yeah, I learned a little, But the, the biggest thing is, is uh, the growth expected for basketball. And that's kind of in line with my, what I want to start doing. Uh, I kind of want to do that next calendar year. So like the 21, 22 uh, basketball season, I definitely want to hone in on that uh, and also daily fantasy as well. But um, after this fantasy football year, I, I like a little bit of a break, uh, not checking uh, COVID news every five seconds. So excited. Mm -hmm. Good luck to everyone in their fantasy football playoffs. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy everything. Um, happy 2021 to everyone. Uh, it's been a tough year, but uh, 2021 just by probability has to be better, right? Ain't, ain't no way it's worse, right? <laughs> Uh, we think probabilistically only on this podcast, Jay. Um, yep. Thanks everyone for a cool 2020 uh, and wish Jay a happy birthday one week from today. Thank you, dude. Thank you. I am ex excited to join uh, club 30, uh, peace to everyone and a good night to all. Adios. All right. So long. Uh...